0: everybody this is patty negri welcome to the witching hour we have a wonderful guest today a dear friend very magical gal mamba myra but before i bring on mamba myra where's patty yep where's patty if you are tuning in on the week we first dropped Happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day for all my U.S. friends. Um, Yes, it's Monday, July 3rd-ish or that week. So have a great holiday, whatever you are doing. On that note, I am not going to teach my regular Tuesday class this week because nobody would come. But I am going to be teaching at University Magicus on Wednesday. My goddess series continues with Father Sebastian. We are going to do the goddess Bastet this week. Egyptian think cat very magical goddess that is going to be Wednesday it's very affordable it's on zoom it's very fun if you are interested go to universitymagicus.com or magicu.org check it out Um, lots of good things there but before class on Wednesday which is movie coven. You don't want to forget that. Right. Witches talking about witches in movie. Heather Green, Jason Mankey, Courtney Buckley, Richard Leal Lalard, and myself, and some fun guests in between. Talk about movies. This week we're gonna talk about the movie Warlock. Gotta get some boy witches in there, right? So Warlock, whether you've seen it or not, watch it if you can. So we want your opinion. It is live on YouTube and Facebook. And I think I put it on Twitter. So we want your opinion in the chat room. Like, I love it. I hate it. Talk about this because I don't get to do much live. So it's awesome. So join us at the Witches Movie Coven. Other than that, I'm in town, except not really. I'm flying off to Ohio Friday, Saturday, Sunday to film with the Ghost Finders. It's like our top show on Paraflix. So if you don't know who the Ghost Finders are, Rob Thompson, his whole crew, I'm a part of that. Now go to paraflix.com, but we are going to be filming in some real scary reformatory somewhere in Ohio this weekend. But other than that trips going out, I am here in town for the rest of July. August, I will. Oh, yes, I am. Thank you, Rob, Magic Rob. If you are here in LA or can be, we are doing something so special on the 16th. I am doing a seance and ghost tour with my friend, Linda the Ghost Hunter. Um, Many of you know her from the Ellen Show. She is Ellen's exclusive ghost hunter, ghost finder, both on her show and at her home and everywhere else. And she is like one of the best ghosts paranormal detectives out there and we for the very first time ever are going to do the seance and ghost hunt at the very haunted and historic woman's club of hollywood it's over a hundred years old it's this big old beautiful woman's club that all the stars went to they literally have charlie chaplin's piano there and it was a school at one time There was a fire it has all the right things to have all the right ghosts and be with us for this intimate little very first time ever ghost hunt and seance. We split it up. I'm doing the seance with half the people, small group, and she's taking the ghost hunt on half, and then we switch. So everybody gets to do everything. And uh, let's go see what ghosts are hanging out in Hollywood. I, that will be on my website, that we have a Facebook page for that, um, and also an Eventbrite. And then for August, as it was just popping up, I will be at HexFest in New Orleans, Christian Day's big old witch party. I'm teaching three different workshops. I'm doing, a, I'm doing a panel, and there's everybody's flying in from everywhere. So if you want a witchy weekend in New Orleans, join me at HexFest, August 11th through 13th. And then the end of the month, I will be at Michigan Paracon all the way up to Sault Ste. Marie on the 24th through the 26th. I'm going to be doing workshops. I don't know, gallery, my books, everybody who's anybody goes there. It's super fun. It's actually one of my funnest all year. to and uh, so join me in Upper Peninsula, Michigan for my Paracom, mypericon.com, And to go, I can't keep track of all this, Patty. Just go to pattynegri.com. Um, sign up for my newsletter. I hardly send any out every month or two. But then you can get a list of where I am and where I'm going. All my YouTube is listed there. My workshops, of course, the witching hour. Um, so like me, follow me, come to class, watch the movie. We have a busy week ahead. <laughs> that's where I am. (laughs) It's time for the Willow Report. And yes, look at Willow in her summer frock, reminding us that it is 4th of July week. And Willow wanted to remind you for the Willow Report today that Dogs and cats don't always like 4th of July and the fireworks and all the noise. It scares them. I think there is more lost cats and dogs that get out of the yard and get out of the house on 4th of July than any other day. So what's that, Willow? Oh, yes, you just remind them to take extra good care of your babies because they're gonna be a little scared. Lots of things you could do. Stay home with them, yes, of course um thunder jackets that help them cbd different things because it's just really hard they don't understand if somebody's blowing up their house out there also if you do live in a place that has fireworks going illegally or they're illegal here but that doesn't stop everybody remember that some of that is really hot on the ground like if people drop little sparklers it's hot on their paws so don't let your pups be walking around there with fireworks going off because you don't want them to burn their little paws and you want them to just keep on their cute little dress. It's just not fitting very well, is it? Oh, I woke you up again, didn't I? So anyway, happy 4th of July. Take care of your fur babies. Extra good. All your critter fans. I'm sure the same is for birds and still never know about fish. And also just reminding you, if you're around July 15th, Willow will be racing Los Alamitos race course. She's going to vie to be the fastest wiener in the West you going to do it. I'm a, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a wiener. She keeps practicing. So fingers crossed. Anyway, that's the Willow Report. Have a beautiful 4th of July. Put a cute little outfit on. Isn't that cute? That was my, my friend Cheryl from Down Under Dog Designs um, to design lots of beautiful doggy outfits, but take extra good care of them this week. Okay. That's the Willow Report. Okay, this week for our magic lesson, I'm going to give you a really fun, different release bad luck spell, because so often people think, I've just had such bad luck lately. Most, and sometimes it happens, sometimes it happens because somebody's sending you bad luck, most time it just happens, it's part of life, but We want to get rid of it because we fall into these circles and then we just create them them ourselves. We feed it ourselves. We believe it ourselves. So might as well just get rid of it. So for this bad luck spell, a lot of you've done my lemon spell, and that's always, that's the one to get rid of really dark stuff, or if somebody really has thrown hexes or curses, or you think they have, which are just as bad, um, do my lemon spell. That's in my book. But this one is a fun little one, just for you to get out of the habit of thinking there's bad luck around you. All you need is a black candle, a piece of paper, something to burn it on at the end of 13 days. Um, something to carve on the candle or a Sharpie to write on the candle, if it's a glass candle. And if you can, a canceled stamp. What? Remember, think back pre-everything, not even being on paper, and you can get one real inexpensive at a stationery store still. Something that says canceled because there's something kind of magical. I have one right here, but I didn't pull it out. Yeah, right here. So there is something kind of magical about stamping something down. You can make it your own. And if you don't have one, you could just, of course, write the word canceled. But every once in a while, old school magic can work for you. So get yourself your black candle and think of everything that you think of as bad luck your way. That could be money issues, love issues, late to work issues, traffic issues, big or little. It doesn't matter. I want you to just write down everything. Write down everything maybe carve a couple of them on that black candle as well. Um, A toothpick works great, Um, actually a ballpoint pin works great to carve on a candle. Now, if you're using a candle, like in glass candle, um, I don't have a black one right in front of me, use it with a Sharpie on the outside. Now, if it's a black candle, a black Sharpie won't work, but get yourself a pretty, silvery or gold Sharpie or whatever you want. And all of a sudden just write bad luck on it or something like that. Bad luck, go away. On that piece of paper, I want you with passion. Remember all spells have to have passion. If you're just writing bad luck, bad choices in men or women, that's nothing. I want you to go bad this, bad that. Everything you really want to get rid of. Passion, sweat dripping down your thing. And then get yourself a little cancel thing again, or you can write it, but there's something so magic about having going canceled, canceled, canceled in your little ink thing. It's really powerful and it's got action to it. You can do it in all sorts of things. You could make it part of your monthly practice, you know, on uh, at times that you want to go, let me think I, that was this past month didn't work for me. Let me pull out my little canceled step. Cancel, cancel. So anyway, make it fun, but make it powerful. So the best time to do this is just after a full moon. On a full moon or just after, because that's when the moon is powerful. So I would say the day after is kind of good because it's stuff you want to get rid of, but you can start it on the full moon. So write all this down. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Then light your candle for 13 minutes, 13 minutes. I want you to, you could sit there and meditate if you want to just see this stuff going away. Feel it just drifting away with the fire on the candle. And, this, and if you want to light some incense, go for it as, as simple or as advanced as you want it. But you're just getting rid of this stuff. Cancel, cancel, cancel. After 13 minutes, snuff your candle. Now you can know ritual candles, you try not to blow out. You want to keep the wick hungry. So snuff it out, either with a candle snuffer, lick your fingers, put a glass over it to take away the oxygen, and do this every night for or day or morning for 13 days. The whole time the moon is waning, so, when you get to the end of the 13 days, if you started right around the full moon or just after, you will be there to the new moon. On that new moon day, the dark moon, I want you to take that paper and burn it up. That's the last day you do that 13 minutes of candle because every day you've had that little piece put the paper underneath the candle I didn't tell you that um fold it away from you now you guys know in magic if you're doing paper if you're if you're doing something you want to come to you you would fold it or roll it towards you something you want to get rid of you're going to fold it or roll it away from you so maybe you've done it like this and you've had it sitting under your under your candle for, I'm so messy. You've had it sitting under your candle for this uh, 13 days. Now it's the new moon, take it out from under the candle, light the candle for the last time, burn it up. Now get a waters, if you have a little cauldron, do it over a pot, do it over your sink, do it outside over a fireplace, light it up and just say, canceled, 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 canceled. You could you could create a good chant. I like get back, go away, never to return. Get back, go away, never to return. Get back, go away, never to return. The whole time it's burning up. And guess what? Your bad luck will be gone. And you've done it for almost two weeks. So the time to break that belief system in yourself. Now, what I would do Do another spell, maybe we'll talk about this next week or another time on that new moon. Then create what you want, just like you're doing moon cycles. What do you want to bring in? Now that all the space of the bad luck is gone, real or created. So black candle, piece of paper and canceled. Try it, it's so satisfying. You can cancel a lot of things after you have this too. You'll be surprised. (laughs) That's your magic lesson. Magic is everywhere. You just have to cancel it out sometimes. I have a very special guest for you today. I have one of my friends, a new friend as of several months ago, got to spend some time with, uh, magical practitioner, serial entrepreneur, the one and only Mamba Myra. Welcome, Myra. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Uh, I've wanted you on for a while now, and I know you've been busy, I've been busy. I met you at one of your amazing witches' balls, I don't even know how many months ago. Um, And I just fell in love with you and what you do and your shop, the Hearth Wisdom Store, which is just like monster size and amazing and beautiful. So um, for everybody, tell everybody a little bit about you, because your resume is so long.
1: (laughs) Yes, thank you so much. Yeah, I was so excited to have you at our Witches Ball event earlier this year. It was the Battle of the Gods of ball that we did focusing on the Greek Pantheon. And it was this beautiful, like almost like carnival event with lots of um entertainment, burlesque, you know, stilt walkers and everything. And um, I absolutely adored having you at the event and at, at the shop uh, the next day. So I'm so glad that we were able to get connected. And um, a little bit of background on me. Uh, my name is Mamba Myra. I, as Patty said, I'm the owner of Hearth Wisdom Store. I also own the Witches Ball here in Texas. I also own the Betwixt Boutique, which is next door to my shop. It's a beautiful little clothing store. Um, I also have several other businesses that I'm the owner of that are all spiritually aligned and connected with a mission for acceptance in our spaces. So to be authentic, authentically yourself, whether that is your spiritual path, whether that's in your body, whether that's in your um, expression of social engagement, that's what the witches' balls bring to us. And I um, have been a practicing spiritualist, a practitioner, magician witch hoodoo root worker for probably about the last 20 years maybe a little longer than that i don't want to over overdate myself um but uh we moved here to texas and established these businesses about 12 years ago and we've been here ever since and plan to be here for quite a while it's amazing and again i have
0: attached i've attended ritual that you've done which was amazing and the ball and you do several of those the witches balls a year right all different themed and yeah
1: yeah, yes we started uh last year 2022 was our first year and so right after covid everyone was really kind of wanting to get together you know and have these 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 events and these gatherings with each other and you know i i saw some folks you know looking for opportunities to gather with like-minded and so uh we started with the hexes and hearts ball last year and then we did a midsummer night soiree which was a fairy um you know midsummer uh event outdoors and then we did a thinning of the veil event in October of last year and uh wrapped up 2022 with a Yuletide soiree which was a Norse Viking theme and then at the beginning of this year we started off with the the Battle of the Gods which was Greek so Yes, we want every event to be different and unique and it's an immersive experience so you know there's decor and there's lighting and there's entertainment and we're really big on making sure that there's inclusion so we want to make sure that our our cast of entertainers are diversified that all of our um, attendees feel welcomed and accepted in that space exactly how they are Um, and so it's a way of bringing together just different interests and different um, connections into one space and just this last weekend we finished our last event which was the conclave of the kraken and this was a pirate sea witch mermaid theme Um, we had a pool party and uh, pirate bands and drag burlesque and it was a lot of fun and so we're looking forward to our next event which will be the um, magic masquerade which we're partnering up with another uh, event planning company here in the dallas fort worth area called high fantasy and that's going to be more of that fantasy like trolls and fairies and um, Dungeons and Dragons is welcome, a little bit of that labyrinth theme, you know, with the uh, beautiful gowns and costumes and whatnot. And that's going to be at the House of Blues in, in Dallas on the 26th of August. So we're awesome. very excited.
0: Yeah, and you really did. It really was. Immersive. <laughs> I was the Oracle of Delphi, which was fun while you were in everybody, but costumed out for both the attendees and you had so many characters. And you, I remember the Parade of the Gods that you did. It's like, yeah it was exciting
1: yeah it was we we had a lot of really great um immersive experiences that we had a, you came in and did the gallery readings for dionysus's den and hades haven um which were two separate tents with different themes and feelings there and it was um and we had so many great uh feedback from that so
0: yeah and and decor I remember you had like truckloads of decor i know you're like just you're like a prop company too so that's pretty yeah. awesome yeah <laughs> so, um, i I love it because I've met a girl after my heart of like not stopping so um so how did you get into this oh, I know you're ex-military as well right your military your husband's military so you have this very one kind of background how did you how did you get here? How did you get this hoodoo, witchy, magical place?
1: Well, you know, actually, my our military service kind of contributed to that pretty significantly. You know, um, my our first duty station was in Germany after we got done with, like, our initial schools and everything like that. Um, And so we were stationed in Germany in the, um, I guess it would be the early 2000s. (laughs) And we lived there for about five years. And while we were stationed in Germany, we got a chance to like travel all over the region. You know, um, the military takes you to some really pretty incredible places and it does expose you to a lot of like diversity and a lot of um, different cultures and whatnot. And while we were stationed over there, I really started kind of maybe questioning a little bit of what I thought my spiritual path was from what I was raised, you know, um, being immersed in other areas where, um, you know, there isn't particularly any one dominant, you know, spiritual faith and you, and you meet, you know, Buddhists and you meet, um, you know, um, Muslims, and you meet, you know, um, Druids and everything like that, you know, uh, I really, had a chance to sit down and kind of think a little bit more about what I believed, you know, when it came to my, my spiritual path work. And, um, it was during that time there was, I had a loss, you know, there was, there was a pretty significant moment in while, while we were in Germany. And I, I shared with you beforehand that I was willing to be very open and very transparent. And we had experienced a pretty tragic loss while we were over there. And it was in that moment that I think I really kind of questioned, you know, what does the idea of God or divinity or divine mean to me and what kind of relationship do I want to have? And it was in that moment that as I was kind of questioning, you know, my, my spiritual belief is when I believe I was approached by, uh, the goddess Diana Artemis. Um, and you know, this is a energy that I've always been connected to even as a child. Um, And being very connected to moon cycles and moon phases and magic and fantasy and, you know, nature. And it just became a very natural, I guess, alignment for me and really filled me with, I guess, healing and hope in a time that I was feeling very lost and um, this is well before the internet. So there was, there's no Googling, you know, anything or whatnot, you know, so this was before there was a chance to, you know, get online and get information. And there's, you know, there's no TikTok or or, or Google resources. And so a lot of my spiritual path was um, solitary in nature, because it wasn't easy to find people in the same belief patterns as as, as I was. And so a lot of library visits, a lot of um, you know, research kind of on my own, uh, until we got back to the States, you know, it wasn't, an, I didn't find a mentor until we, until we came back, uh, and, and we were stationed back here in the United States.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Were you, were you were you with your husband already in the military?
1: Yes. So we both met uh, in the military. Uh, we uh, are both uh, um, military members at the same time. And so we both got stationed in Germany. We were already married before we went We went there, but that's where we met initially was in the military. That's beautiful.
0: Because again, the ritual that I did attend, you guys did together. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never done
1: ritual with my husband. He's supportive of everything, but that's pretty awesome. Well, interesting fact about that one is we actually came across our spiritual paths a little bit differently. So even though I began my spiritual path in, in Germany, it wasn't until after we got back to the States and we were stationed, um, I want to say it was over here on this side of the country, over here in Arizona. Um, and he got deployed uh, again. It was like his like third deployment. He's he, um, he stayed active duty after we got back to the States. I got out um we had by that time we had our first our first child and it was very challenging being both combat arms and this was after 9-11 so we were both being actively deployed to combat uh situations uh and so we made the decision for one of us to get out and I, I got out at that time and it was during one of his redeployments that he came back and we had to have this interesting conversation um you know about our beliefs you know and you know it's I think it can be challenging sometimes in relationships when if one person goes down a path and then that other person isn't either on that path or something that would be like kind of like parallel, like in our case, it was very parallel, um, that it can disconnect a relationship. It can sometimes even ruin a marriage, you know, um, and we were just very blessed and fortunate. There was this moment where we both kind of had to like come out of the closet to each yeah. other um, and uh you know after about six months of you know um I was expressing my magic in a way and he was expressing his magic in a way my husband follows more of the Viking Norse non-asatru uh, or non um what do you call that uh I forget what the term of it is non um he follows a path of, of Norse, but it's not the path that is about your heritage or your ethnicity or anything like that. Um, non-folkish, I'm sorry, I was looking for that right. word. Um, and uh, you know, at the time, it was very difficult. I think we found it we were worried about letting each other know that we weren't really um, in a Christian uh, mindset anymore. Um, and so it was really amazing for us to both kind of say, well, I really feel like this, I'm drawn to this instead, and I'm drawn to this instead and find out that those two things could run parallel to each other. Um, and so ever since then, we've, we've kind of merged our, our past, you know, together at certain different types of, uh, rituals and how we set up ancestral, you know, uh, work together, uh, because obviously I mentioned that I'm a root worker and a hoodoo worker. So I, I started my path kind of in that witchy, you know, um uh, path work, you know, I'd started exploring, you know, which, Wicca first, you know, and I even looked at perhaps, you know, joining a initiation through either Garnerian, um, or whatnot, and decided that really wasn't for me. Um, And then when we relocated to, to Georgia, uh, you know, after, you know, military takes you all over the place. Right. So we had jumped over to Georgia. That's where I had my first mentor when it came to doing root work. Um, I am biracial, you know, my mom's white, my dad's black. And, um, I had been disconnected from my roots or from my family, um, up until recently. And, um, I, I didn't really have a lot of connection to like my black ancestry i didn't um i knew who my i knew who my dad was but i didn't know him we didn't have a relationship at the time and i didn't know anything about um my black ancestry and i had discovered a mentor who was willing to to work with me and to teach me traditional african spirituality in um in a tradition of hoodoo which you find here in north america specifically more in the south right and it's it's a combination of african spirituality that's that's merged in with um christianity Mm -hmm. and uh and she worked with me to mentor me to do more work in that line and so it there was a lot of overlap that i found with um more of my like i guess pagan witchy energy along with um with the hoodoo root work as well um that really kind of I guess maybe completed me in a way that I was feeling a little disconnected from because I didn't have that lineage. I basically became part of another family, you know, through my hoodoo and my root work, um, that gave me a little bit more sense of identity and groundedness. That's beautiful. That is beautiful.
0: And, and yeah, I, many of us have very windy paths and they're eclectic paths and and I can tell you that yours works really well because how much you accomplish and who you are truly magic you guys can see that so um so and I mean and you're very much an educator as well I want you to come teach at my school you know that as I soon do. as you're ready so now if somebody hears um again a lot of my people are new if they hear hoodoo and what is that what is that you know, is, yeah
1: yeah, so there is a lot of misconceptions in and around, um, you know, the terms, hoodoo, root work, voodoo, voodoo, um, you know, even conjuring, and those those all are different terminologies. They they all have different definitions. Uh, in fact, I teach a class at my shop. It's called Way of the Root um, at Hearth Wisdom Store, and we we define these terms and how where they overlap and where they intersect. Uh, but more specifically. Uh, root work, you find root work throughout North America in different areas, you've got, um, you know, Appalachian root work, you've got Southern root work, you have, um, you know, even have different uh, styles of it in different regions, like whether you're in New Orleans versus in the the Midwest or whatnot, based on kind of like locality and traditions and how it's uh, intersected with with local communities and indigenous communities. Specifically, hoodoo is very much uh, unique to kind of like the, like South, um, South, South, Southern states in the United States. Um, and it's rooted in the fact that uh, enslaved people had to hide their African and spirituality within the framework of Christianity. Um, specifically, Catholicism, because Catholicism has saints that are revered and um, and are deployed in the same as with African spirituality they have those multiple deities as well too and it was it was easier to line them up with um, Catholic saints and still be able to practice uh, their form of magic and spiritual expression, which is really rooted in healing you know um, root workers, two-headed doctors, healers they catered to the needs of enslaved uh, folks you know in order to, treat the physical body to treat the uh, emotional body for the type of experiences that they were experiencing as being enslaved and stolen from their lands um, and in their mental in their mental state and um, and it was they were not allowed to keep their spiritual faith and their spiritual identity and so hoodoo emerged as a form of I, I call it liberation magic. I call it deliverance magic. Um, and it is and it is a newer magic because it's only a few hundred years old um, as a means of providing deliverance to people who are experiencing oppression. And so um, root work and hoodoo uses a lot of, it, it, it encompasses um, animism in the form of that plants have a spirit, items have spirit. Um, and we use that spirit to then um, activate our intentions with our uh, our faith and our belief uh, in a way that then can um, achieve some type of end goal or at the end at the end of that whether that's healing or whether that is um, some form of deliverance or, or justice type um, work that's out there and so it's a, a lot of the things that the tools that we use in in Hoodoo are kind of commonplace items you know they could be things like curios like, um, nails or symbols, or, you know, we work with candles and, um, oils and herbs, but very much in a, in a sense, that's very, um, authentic to what our ancestors would have had access to, especially considering that they didn't have a lot of rights at the time, you know, and ownership of things at the time.
0: That's beautiful. That is good. good. So how does this, you, you you have your you have family, and husband, you're paralleling similar uh, magical paths. How do you see, like if somebody's just going, wow, wow, I'm kind of questioning who I am, what I want to do. How does it, how has it cha- improved your life, changed your life, made your life
1: richer or fuller or better or not? So I guess good, bad and ugly, right? Um, I would say that uh, my spiritual path has allowed me to have a better sense of self, you know, and it has empowered, you know, the things that I want to work on on myself when it comes to prof- like personal development, um, when it comes to even like professional development, what I want to focus on in terms of, in, you know, building more inclusivity, building, you know, sanctuary spaces for people to express themselves and learn, you know, and through things like shadow work, where you go back and you look at previous traumas and you work on those previous traumas in order to not have these these reactions that could be very low vibrational in nature and yeah i feel like um the my spiritual path has absolutely helped me have a better sense of who i am and confidence in who i am and made me feel more connected to not just this this world and other people but also with divine um, in a way that was more authentic to what i believed i had a very hard time believing in systems that encouraged continued oppression of whether women or ethnicities or belief systems, you know, I just, I, I, I believed that divine or divine energy out there, um, is, is loving and supportive of, of us in our human experience that we're here as divine beings to have a human experience because divinity doesn't understand what it means to be human. So. Um, so yeah, there's been a lot of, there's been challenges, obviously, you know, um, with us being in the military at the time, we were not out public (laughs) and, um, for a long time. And even currently, you know, there are circles that I still remain in the closet, um, and that we don't necessarily speak a lot about our spiritual beliefs. But over the years, as my husband and I've gotten older, um, you start caring a little bit less about that, you know, and you start living, you know, more authentically, um you know there's always going to be sometimes challenges with family luckily um you know our families have both been very understanding and accepting of the choices that we've made when it comes to our spiritual path and um and you know not everyone experienced that and so that that can be that can be hard to navigate family situations where people don't agree with with what you believe in um and so uh you know, I think the we've also enabled our kids to be authentic in what they believe, you know, so my my son, uh, basically has declared himself as an atheist, um, you know, he's very much into the science, if he can't see, it, he doesn't believe it. And my youngest is um, still like openly is out openly pagan, but still trying to decide what it is that they believe, you know, and what, um, you know, perhaps uh, entities they want to, to work with. And we're not forcing them into any, any path work, you know, we want them to to decide that as their life unfolds, you know, so, um, so yeah, there's a lot of challenges out in the community that you can have sometimes when it comes to where do I belong, you know, where, where do I fit, you know, um, and how do I defend authentically uh, my beliefs in places that perhaps don't understand and, or, and, or have their own beliefs about when you say I'm a witch, what does that mean? You know, um, when you say you do hoodoo, what does that mean? When you say I'm Norse, what does that mean? Because people have opinions about what that means to them. Right. And very of many of them,
0: as you said, incorrect and misconceived and done bad things by Hollywood.
1: <laughs>
0: That's why Absolutely. we actually started our witches movie coven to lighten everything up. Yeah, all the the movies that represent witches and pagans and everything like that. So sometimes so badly, some rarely good some, but if you like, look at it, make fun of it and have fun with it, you were know, we're, we're, you know, it's like, oh yeah, it's good. So it is an interesting path though. So for your son, all I'm just know, I was half raised by my very atheist grandfather who was a philosopher, came from Turkey. Um science are not, but I read his books now and they just use different words. It's the yeah. same crew line. C- science and spirituality are crashing together. Crashing right now. You look at all the quantum sciences and stuff. So I think we're all gonna end up somewhere the same.
1: Yeah, I, I basically think magic is just um science we haven't defined yet. Yeah. You know, so I, I think there's definitely a place, you know, so. Uh, my, my education degree is in aerospace engineering. <laughs> and so sometimes people are like, how can you have an aerospace engineering degree and still believe in things like astrology? And I'm just like, well, some of the greatest philosophers and scientists, you know, have believed in astrology. In fact, there are still, um, there are still oaths that people take, you know, with an understanding that if you don't understand the movement of the cosmos, that it would be impossible for you to understand how it impacts us here um, on our own planetary body. Um, and so I think that there's there's a place where those things can intersect, you know, and support each other, um, you know, that if we stop trying to compartmentalize what we believe is, is Is right versus wrong, you know, as opposed to this idea of like, can we have room for plausibility, you know?
0: All right. So you have a workshop coming up, a hoodoo style thing, right?
1: Coming up in just a couple weeks,
0: right? What's that?
1: Yeah. So I'm excited about this one. This is a collaboration that I'm doing with uh, Sherry Schoen, AKA That Hoodoo Lady. She's written a book called Hoodoo for Everybody or uh, Hoodoo for Everyone. And um, she's coming down here to Texas to do a two-day immersive workshop uh, that we are calling The Hoodoo That I Do. Um, There's a lot of misconceptions, a lot of misinformation out there about what is hoodoo, who gets to practice hoodoo, how is hoodoo practiced in general. Um, And uh, Sherry and I want to make sure that we're creating an inclusive space that will help to educate folks who are either just curious um or people who are in the practice and want to learn more because traditionally hoodoo and root work is very much um family uh magic you know well for people like me and people like sherry who have experienced maybe disconnect from family knowledge and wisdom and magic um that's that can be challenging to find people who uh want to mentor you or can mentor you um, in different practices right i think that that's one of the things that even with all of the modern technology that we have in Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that, everybody's still looking for a sense of belonging. They're still looking for a sense of community. They're they're looking for mentorship and education and it can get very noisy. It can get very loud out there and it can be very confusing. And so this workshop is going to talk uh, is going to break down a little bit more about um, the actual work of hoodoo, um, the philosophy behind it. You know, in my class, I already cover like history and you know acknowledging the sourcing of it. So in understanding what is appropriation versus what is appreciation versus you know um, practice of it. And then we're going to get our hands into it. We're going to have um, hands-on activities. We're going to make some um, candles. We're going to do some uh, ring chants. We're going to do we're going to cook because uh, food plays a big part sometimes in uh, root work and hoodoo work. And uh, so it's going to be a great opportunity for people who are, uh, if you want to travel to the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we've got a few p- folks who are actually coming in um, for that workshop. Uh, that it'll be a two-day immersive experience at the end of this month. Uh, I think it's July 22nd through the 23rd. um, And get your hands into some hoodoo and help you to decide if this is the hoodoo that you want to do.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, Oh, time's flying. So many questions. But before we do have to go, um, tell everybody, now that I'm sure everybody's fallen in love with you like I have, (laughs) Um, and they're going to want to know more about you. How can people find you? Tell them your website,
1: any social media. So we are on, we're on Facebook, um, as Hearth Wisdom store. Uh, we are on Instagram as Hearth Wisdom store. Uh, you can also get to our website, which is hearthwisdom.com. We do have products and classes and things listed there. Um, There's links to to all of that. We also have a virtual grimoire that has a bunch of our digital content um, and our digital classes that are available as well that you can find online um, through our our websites. Um, And if you happen to find us on uh, Facebook, we actually have like a group called uh, Hearth Haven. Uh, It's a little bit of an insider group. Uh, That's where we we talk a little bit more about kind of offline about magic and people ask questions there. We usually will make um, like behind the scenes videos and show you a little bit about like the oils that we craft, you know, products that we get in, you know, first time glances at things like tarot decks and books and um, and really beautiful magical items, you know, um, at that place. And it's a really beautiful space to, to kind of just build a little bit more community. That's beautiful. Okay, so you guys check her out.
0: Follow follower on Facebook, go to her store, anywhere near the Dallas Fort. So is that what you say? Basically I, Dallas, Fort Worth area. Cause I know yeah. little cities, there's a million little cities in Dallas, Fort Worth. Yeah. It's
1: like, it's, a, it's like one big blob of a city. So we are smacked out in the middle of it. We're in a small town called Pantego, but it's surrounded by Arlington and Fort Worth and Dallas. And we have, we have customers who come in from all over the area. And so, yes, we consider ourselves to be in the Dallas Fort Worth area um, and we do a lot of events there. We're out at a lot of like holistic fairs, you know, you can find me as a tarot reader sometimes at different locations. Um, and so yeah, please come out and see us please visit us on social media um, and join us in a in in the virtual space as well we'd love to 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 collaborate and answer questions and build, build, build sacred space with you.
0: Yes, and I again cannot recommend it more. Beautiful, both going to the balls and going to the classes and going to the rituals. So, thank you, thank you, Miss Mamba Myra. Thank,
1: thank you, for- you so much, Patty, for having me. I always enjoy spending
0: space with you. Love it. <laughs> me too. You yeah. so bringing your magic to the witching hour.